So he's going to be going live on our Made Free Church page um, uh, tomorrow. So guys, give him the support. Um, and, you know, uh, he did a little thing this morning that I was watching, man, and it was just amazing. And so go support him on our, our page. We're going to be posting his his sermons on our webpage as well. And we're going to give him his own page. And every time that he goes on, we're going to download it from Facebook and we're going to actually put it up. So, guys, um, just support him. Also, guys, if you guys need prayer, please go to madefreechurch.org. We have a whole intercessory prayer team that prays over your prayer request every day. Um, and if you'd like for one of us to call you, one of our pastors, myself, or, or one of our team to call you, please leave your phone number in the box. But here's the thing. We can only call within the United States. So if you're in Europe, Canada, or down in Mexico, um, just go ahead and just leave your prayer request in. We're not going to be able to call you and pray with you. But we'll be praying with you in the spirit, right? Also, guys, the, the translations that I use um, is the LSB, which is the Legacy Standard Bible, which is the same tr translators uh, from a company called the Lockman Foundation. They translated the, the New, Amer New American Standard Bible. So uh, you could download that on your phone or you can go to 316 uh, Promotions and actually start buying it. They have a, a preacher's Bible that I want, man, that I, that, that I want to get. So I'm going to be saving up for that. I can't wait. Anyway, um, and I also use the ESV, the NASB, the New King James and the King James. These are what I use because these are the clothes that I believe that are closest to the Greek and closest to the, ma the manuscripts that uh, the translators use. So that being said, um, you know, we get our help from the Holy Spirit, right? So... The title of this message is, is, is Christians, Great Help from the Holy Spirit. We're going to be in Romans chapter 8, 16 through 27 today. So go ahead and open up your word right there. And the next um, venture that we're going to do is we're going to be doing the Apostle Creed. Um, and uh, the reason why I want to do this is because the Apostle Creed is such an amazing creed that, that, that the early church had that I think needs to be broke down and stuff like that. Or I may be doing something else. I haven't, I'm, I'm going to let God deal with it. You know what I mean? Let God deal with it. So that being said, let's get into prayer. Heavenly Father, we just come before you. We just thank you for your word. We thank you for this time. We thank you for this opportunity to be in your word, Lord. We just ask for blessings today, Lord. Blessings for those who are watching and blessings for those who are going to watch later. We just ask, God, that you just do a mighty work in our heart. Lord, get me out of the way and let your word go through. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. All right, guys. You know, uh, there. if you guys are in the state of California, uh, and I'm talking to the men here, um, there's a, 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 an outreach called For Freedom Outreach. Um, and uh, it all wraps around bringing the masculinity back into the godly man and they have stuff for women too so if you have wives out there that need to go to a, a, a boot camp or you know or, or a retreat to get energized to get focused um i suggest you check check out for freedom outreach or ransomheart.com or wildedheart.com.org um and go check out john eldridge 
Uh, most a lot of reform guys don't like him. I do. You know what I mean? I've been uh, reading, I've been listening to his book, Fathered by God, and it's just amazing. It's just amazing. Um, and uh, I suggest that you guys get The Wild at Heart book, if you're men or even women, and Fathered by God. These two books are amazing, guys. So I just wanted to let you guys know that. Morning, brother. I don't can't see your name, so morning to you, brother or sister. Um, guys, if you want me to see your name, please either say who you are in your message in your chat message or uh, give access to StreamYard so I can actually see your name. We are live on uh, Facebook, YouTube, and Periscope and Twitter. So um, let's get into this, right? Yes. Love God's word, man. So we're going to start in uh, uh, Romans chapter 8, verse 16 through 27. It says this, The Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children also heirs, heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, if indeed we suffer with him so that we may also be glorified with him. For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory that is to be revealed to us. For the anxious longing of creation eagerly waits for the revealing of the sons of God. For creation is subject to fertility, not willingly, but because of him who who subjected it in hope that the creation itself will also be set free from its slavery to to corruption and to freedom from the glory of the children of God. For we know that the whole creation groans and suffers the pains of childbirth together until now. Not and not only this, but also we ourselves having the first fruits of the spirit. Even we ourselves groan with within ourselves eagerly awaiting for the adoptions as sons, the redemption of our body for in hope we are saved, but hope is seen. Oh, it says, but hope that is seen is not hope for who hopes for what they already see. But we hope for what we do not see with the perseverance eagerly awaited. And in the same way, the spirit also helps our weakness for we do not know how to pray as we should. But the spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep, too deep for words. And he who searches the hearts know what mind of the of the spirit because he intercedes for the saints according to the will of god wow that's powerful that's so powerful guys so you know has god ever helped you in an an unusual way i mean he he does it all the time you know a few years ago i saw the news a story about hazel township that came out of hazel township pennsylvania it was about a 79-year-old man who was hiking in the woods. He took a nasty fall and, and, and got a serious head injury. That man could have died and probably would have died, but his dog Guy was there with him, and Guy saved his owner's life. See, the, the injured man had been in the woods for 12 hours when the rescuers got near, and when they got close, Guy ran up the steep bank to where the rescuers were, then he led them back to his master. That dog, dog stopped 
every 20 to 30 feet and barked for them to follow until they got to the injured man. The emergency responder, Matthew Mariscano, said it was like watching an old episode of Lassie, like uh, of the Lassie TV show. Pretty amazing, right? And Dan and, and Patty Burnett gave another testimony that involved animals as well. Uh, they were members of a search and rescue team in Summit County, uh, Colorado. And one night they got a call of a 16-year-old student named Ryan. While hunting with his dad, Ryan got lost in the high wilderness area of the Rocky Mountains. Strong wind, fog, sleet, and snow had set that night. But Ryan was only wearing jeans and a t-shirt. There was no way he could have survived that night being that cold. But Patty urgently searched for Ryan, and, and, and she also began to urgently pray as she asked God to help us and please help Ryan keep warm. Hours have passed, and searchers began to lose hope, but shortly after dawn, they found Ryan, and he was perfectly fine. When Ryan had laid down the night before, he was already shaking uncontrollably in the first stages of hypothermia. Ryan should have frozen to death, but he woke up in the middle of the night warm and comfortable. Two female elk laid down on either side, keeping him warm and, and safe through the night. Experts say that elks just don't do things like that. It was a miracle. Right? That's pretty crazy when elks, especially female elks, you have a motherly instinct if they've had children before, will lay down and do that. That's totally of God, guys. And these are true stories, and you can check them out on Google if you like. But these are really, I'm not making this up just to make this Bible study seem better, right? This is actually true. I looked it up. And this is where I got it, man. It was just like amazing. God has all kinds of ways that he helps us, guys. His people, and it helps his people. He may have never sent a dog or an elk to help us, but the great truth in this scripture is that the Holy Spirit will always be there to help us. Let's look at some important ways the, uh, the Holy Spirit helps Christians, right? First, he gives us great confirmation. God's Holy Spirit confirms that we are truly a part of God's family. Paul points this out uh, in truth to us in verses 16 where he said, The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. A friend of mine and I were at where we're talking about this the other day and it was pretty funny um, talking about predestination and how do we really know for children of God? Well, right there in verse 16 tells us that the spirit bear, uh, himself bears witness with our spirit and we are children of God. And when we trust Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, the Holy Spirit comes and lives in our hearts. <clears throat> and one of the great things he does is witness to us that we truly are children of God. And why does the Holy Spirit do this? Partly because of Satan, right? John Gill explained it this way. The Holy Spirit witnesses to us that we are sons of God because of this truth is in some sense doubtful and uncertain. At least it's called into question, especially by Satan. This shouldn't surprise us since the devil even questioned Jesus about being the son of God. See, when, when, when Satan tempts us, the devil twice questioned the Lord 
about being the son of God. In Matthew 4, 1 through 7, he says this. It says this. When, uh, then Jesus was led by the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And he fasted 40 days and 40 nights and after he was hungry. Now, when the tempter came to him and he said, if you are the son of uh, God, command these stones to come uh, become bread. But he answered and said, it is written, you shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to up uh, to the holy city and set him on the pinnacle of the temple. And he said to him, if you are the son of God, throw yourself down for it is written, he shall give his angels charge concerning you. And in their hands, they shall bear you up lest you dash your foot against a stone. And Jesus said to him, it is written, you shall not tempt the Lord your God. Satan always questions Jesus' sonship, and the devil is relentless in his pursuit to tempt us. He is also relentless to accuse us before the Lord our God. And that's why Revelation 12, 10, and 11 says this, And I heard a loud voice saying from heaven, Now salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his, uh, of his Christ have come the accuser of our brethren who accused them before God, for our God day and night has cast, been cast down. And they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they did not love their lives to death. That's an important thing. You know what I mean? If we see that, you know, Revelation, uh, you know, by John is, is if you guys never really, really broke that down and it really looked at it, there's a lot of hyperboles in there, but they're hyperbole is as some symbolism, right? Um, but if you've never broke down the book of revelations, uh, man, go do that. Get into a, a, a small group that is reading and, and just having a discussion about revelation or get with a discipler who is, a, you know, that, that knows the word of God, they can break it down or even your, your pastor, you know, even your pastor, can, can do that as well. Right? Alright, so. Um, see, the devil is relentless to question the truth that we are children of God. And the devil is also relentless to accuse us. But the Holy Spirit is always here to confirm that God loves us. Jesus died for us. Jesus Christ conquered death forever. The Holy Spirit also confirms that we are saved by grace through faith in Jesus Christ. That our sins are covered by Christ's holy blood. And that we are born again as children of the Most High God. See, Satan may be uh, stronger than us, but he's not stronger than the Holy Spirit of God. And if 1 John 4, 4 tells us, you are of God, little children, and have overcome them because greater is he that is in you than he is that it is in the world. John Strite uh, told about meter readers in Oklahoma and, and who, were, who were trying to get past this vicious watchdog. And, and, and he, was, he was tied to a chain long enough for him to roam all over the backyard and the driveway. Like, this dog was really mean. But finally, one of the meter readers uh, came to back to this, came back victorious. His boss asked him, how were you able to get past that watchdog? The meter reader said, it was easy, boss. I parked on his chain. God, 
Guys, we, we, we can't handle Satan by ourselves. But we know somebody who can park on his chain, and that's the Holy Spirit witnesses to us because, uh, partly because of Satan. And God's Spirit also witnesses to us because of our sin. John Gill explained that the testimony of, of the Spirit is not for the satisfaction of others, but for the saints themselves who are ready, who are ready to doubt their salvation at times. And why do Christians sometimes doubt their salvation? Because God's gift of eternal life can seem too good to be true. Because of our sinless and our unworthiness, especially after backsliding. And because of their many trials and affliction. Guys, we need the witness of God's Holy Spirit. And thank God we have it. The Holy Spirit gives us great confirmation. Right? He also gives us great expectation. Yeah, th th this is the idea behind the word hope in verses 24 and 25 where Paul says, we were saved in this hope, but hope that is seen is not hope. For why does one still hope for what he sees? Right? But if we hope that uh, for what we do not see, we eagerly await for it with perseverance you know one definition of the original word of hope is joy and confidence expectation of internal salvation and god's holy spirit gives us these great expectations and how does he do that one of the main ways is by helping us see beyond our present suffering the holy spirit helps us see past our present sufferings to the time of perfection that God is preparing. Paul talked about this truth in, in verses 17 through 25, and, and there's much more for us to take in. But Paul first, Paul stressed that all of our suffering is temporary. And the truth is in, the truth is in verses 17 and 18, where Paul said that we are God's children, then we are. Heirs, and it says this, heirs, heirs of God and join heirs with Christ. Indeed, if, uh, in, if indeed we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. For I consider that sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. If anybody ever knew about the suffering with Christ, when it was the Apostle Paul, but Christians are, 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 Christians are severely persecuted today. Wherever communists and Muslims are in control, here in the United States, we have been blessed to live under the unique shield of a God-given freedom. But radical opposition to Christianity is on the rise exponentially in our lifetime. And one way or another, all Christians will suffer in this world. That is something that we're going to have to swallow, right? But thank God in verse 18, Paul reminds us that a better time is coming. Again, he said, I consider the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. A glorious time of perfection is coming, guys. And Paul tells us that all creation is looking forward to it. And this is God's message in verses 19 through 22. 
for the earnest expectation of the creation eagerly awaits for the revealing of the sons of God for the creation was subject to fertility not willingly but because of him who is subject in, in it hope because the creation itself also will be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God for we know that the whole creation groans and labors with birth, birth pangs until now you know a lot of people are concerned about the environment today and you can't go many days without hearing the dire warning about global warming and many people have religious devotion to a warped idea that they can save the planet by reducing carbon monoxide in the atmosphere and the church is adopting a CRT which is critical race theory and social justice which is cultural Marxism which has nothing to do with being a Christian, nothing to do in the Bible, right? I mean, seriously, and, and, and these are the biggest lies in the church today. The liberal agenda has come into the church and changing things that doesn't need to be changed out of scripture, redefining scripture, redefining a lot of things that doesn't need to be changed. I'm not calling anybody out. I'm not gonna be saying, oh, this person, that person. But if you look at the liberal church, they're saying that homosexuality is okay. They're saying that living with a woman is okay. They're redefining what scripture is saying and they're not interpreting it the correct way. You know, if you haven't read the, the, the book Fault Lines by Pastor Vadi Bakum, you know, I suggest that you get you read that book. And, and you also check out Elisa Childers. The, 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 the lie in the church needs to stop. True biblical awareness needs to come to the forefront. Also, this virus has put everyone in fear. And do you not remember that fear is a liar? The government keeps us blind and submissive so uh, they can keep us under their control and not under the saving control of our master, Jesus Christ. People believe in that nonsense because they don't believe in God. But God is surely in control of the weather and other things. Many scriptures confirm this truth, right? Think about it. Psalms 135, 6-7 says, Whatever the Lord pleases, He does in heaven and on earth, in the seas and in the deep places. He causes the vapors to ascend from the ends of the earth. He makes lightning for the rain and he brings the wind out of his treasures. And in Psalms 147, 15 through 18, he says, He sends out, he commands to the earth. His word runs very swiftly. He gives snow like wool. He scatters the forest like ashes. He casts out his hail like morsels who can stand before his cold. He sends out his word and melts them. He causes his wind to blow and the waters to flow. The earth climate is always changing. And we don't have to worry about global warming because God is in control of the weather. And at the same time, we should be good stewards of this wonderful planet as God's created. But we all should be good stewards of what we're teaching our people. 
went to church the other day. I was really, I was really happy to be there, being back into where it all started. And then this pastor came up and started talking about racial reconciliation. That's critical race theory, guys. And that shouldn't even be in the church. But it's a liberal agenda. Again, if you haven't read Vadi Bakken, Pastor Vadi Bakken's book, Fault Lines, I suggest you do. It's a great book. And he gives biblical truth by everything that he says. You know, and, and, and you know, uh, Vadi is, Pastor Vadi is, is one of my favorite, favorite preachers because he's, he's just on point with everything that he says. You know, may not agree with a lot of it, but, you know. But we need to understand that the world's biggest problem is not pollution or CRT or, or cultural Marxism. It's sin. See, this world came under the curse of death when Adam and Eve sinned in the Garden of Eden. And, and here Paul says that all creation is waiting and groaning for the deliverance that Jesus Christ will bring. Right? And these verses remind us that there is a close bond between God and his creation. God didn't just set everything up and walk away from it. No, he didn't. God cares about his creation and he's always taking he is always taking care of his creation. And the and and, and the Lord said that always taking care of his you know in, in Psalms 104 10 through 15 it says this he sends the springs into the valleys which flows among the hills and they drink to the very uh, they give drink to the very beast of the field the wild donkeys quench their thirst by them the birds of the heavens have their habitation they sing among the branches he waters the hills from the upper chambers the earth is satisfied with the fruit of your of your works he causes the grass to grow for the cattle and the vegetation for for the service of man that they that he may bring forth food from the earth and the wine that makes glad the heart of man oil to make his face shine and the bread which strengthens a man's heart see God has always cared for his creation and one day all nature will be delivered by God and there will be no more struggles for survival no more starvation drought pain death or destruction in Isaiah uh, 11 uh, 6 through 9 God tells us about the great days in the fu- in the future when and it says this when the uh, the wolf shall also dwell with the land and the leopard shall lie down with the young goat and the calf of the young lion and the the fatling together and the little child shall lead them the cow and the bear shall graze their young one shall lie together and the lion shall eat the straw like an ox the nursing child play by the cobra's hole and the weaned child shall put his hand in the viper's den. They shall not hurt nor destroy in all my holy mountain. For the earth shall be full of knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the seas. Beyond that, in, 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 in 2 Peter 3.13, the Bible tells us, We, according to his problems, look for new heavens and a new earth in which 
the righteous dwells. These incredibly great things are going to happen. And somehow, right now, all of God's creation is looking forward to that day. But how could creation really look forward to that day if it wasn't going to be wasn't going to be a part of it? God's creation is going to have a part in it. So creation has great expectations too. And rightly so, because of verse 21, this new liberty will be glorious. The glorious time of coming. And it will be also a wonderful time that all of creation is groaning for it now. But Christians... We are groaning for it too. In verse 23, it says this, Not only they, but we also have the first fruits of the Spirit. Even we ourselves groan with, within ourselves, eagerly awaiting for the adoption, the redemption of our body. Shanna Dury uh, told about a day when she was working in a nursery at her church. And she overheard a three-year-old girl talking to her mom. And she said this, Mommy, she asked, when Jesus takes us to heaven, will I have to go to the nursery? Oh no, little girl. The church nursery is nice, but we are all looking for something a whole lot better. And the Holy Spirit gives these great expectations. But he also gives us hope to patiently wait for them. And this is God's message for us in verse 24 and 25. It says, For we were saved in this hope, but hope that is seen is not hope. For why does one still hope for what he sees? But if we hope for what we do not see, then we eagerly wait for it with perseverance. In other words, we can't see heaven yet, but we are patiently waiting for it with great expectation that God's Holy Spirit gives us that great expectation, right? That's the cool thing. I mean, seriously. And, and God gives us great intercession. God's message for us in verse 26 and 27, where Paul said, Likewise, the Spirit also helps us in our weakness. For we do not know what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Now he who searches the hearts knows that the mind of the Spirit, because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. One of the most wonderful truths in the Bible is that God himself is praying for us. Think about it. Wrap your minds around that. We will see this truth again down in verse 34 where the Bible says in Christ who died and furthermore furthermore is also risen who is even at the right hand of God also makes intercession for us and in Hebrews 7 24 verses 24 through 25 it says but he because he continues forever has an unchangeable priesthood therefore he is also able to save to the uttermost to those who come to God through him since he never lives to make intercession for them. God may be praying for us all the time because he can surely do that. But even God is not praying for us all the time. He is definitely praying for us when we need it. 
And verse 26 shows us that the Holy Spirit's intercession is one of the main ways he helps our weakness and in our infirmities. And the idea behind this word help is someone coming to our side to help carry us. The idea is that the Holy Spirit supports and sustains us. He takes a hold of us and carries us along because we can't carry ourselves. Why? We don't even know how to properly pray for ourselves, but the Holy Spirit does know how to make intercession for God's people. This word for prayer involves standing in the gap for other people, (coughs) but intercession is also a close personal conversation with the king pleading with the king on behalf of a friend coming before him like a childlike confidence and we can count on the holy spirit's powerful prayerful intercessions one reason why is because the holy spirit has sympathy for us in verse 26 he pleads for us in groans that no words can express and this is this shows how much he cares for us notice that there is a lot of groaning in these verses and in verse 22 all creation is groaning tra- uh, uh, travailing in pain together and in verse 23 Christians we are groaning and in verse 26 the Holy Spirit is groaning a lot of groaning there you know what I mean um, see the, the, the word picture is a, a loving mother in labor longing for her baby to arrive and that's the heart God's Holy Spirit has for his children you know we can count on the Holy Spirit's prayers because he has sympathy for us but we also count on his prayers because the Spirit's unity with the uh, unity that with the Father we see this unity in verse 27 here Paul talks about God the Father first and Paul said he who searches the heart, that is God the Father, knows what the mind of the Spirit is because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. God the Father and God the Holy Spirit are, per, uh, are in perfect harmony with each other. No wonder the Holy Spirit is able to pray for God's people. God has all kinds of ways that he helps his people. Then I'll end with this. And he may, he may never send a dog or an elk to save your life. But guys, we can be sure that God's Holy Spirit is here to help us. Let's receive his help and thank God for the help of the Holy Spirit. And remember that we could never have the help of God's Holy Spirit without the cross. God's Son, Jesus Christ. In John 7, 37-39, Jesus was in Jerusalem for the Feast of the Tabernacles, and it says this, And on the last day, that great day of feast, Jesus stood out crying, saying, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as Scripture has, uh, has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. But this he spoke concerning the Spirit, whom those believing in him would receive for the Holy Spirit was not yet given because Jesus was not yet glorified. The Holy Spirit of God could have 
not been given without the birth, death, resurrection, and glorification of our Lord Jesus Christ. You know, so as we go about our day, pray to God in prayer and thank Him for His Holy Spirit for us today. And thank God for the cross of Jesus Christ because without that, we would not be saved. And that is just the perfect truth. You know, the enemy comes at us in in a lot of different ways and, and stuff, but we need to really understand that God is in control and God is in control of everything that we do. And God is interceding for us through the Holy Spirit when we're in joy, you know, when we're in, you know, when, you know, you know, guys pray for my finances, man. You know what I mean? I, I don't know, you know, I, I, to be honest with you, and I'll just be transparent. I don't know how I'm going to pay my bills this month. You know, um, I, you know, my unemployment hasn't kicked in like a couple of jobs that I went to. We didn't work. You know what I mean? So guys, if you could just pray for me and pray for my finances, that, that, that God just open up doors and, and stuff, that would be great. Because, guys, if it, you know, it's like this. Most most pastors wouldn't be like, oh, man, you know, please pray for my, you know, this and that and that and that, right? They need to. Because pastors has got a bigger target and preachers and, and ministers have a huge target on their back. If you're not sharing Jesus Christ, if you're not going beyond the call of duty and sharing Jesus Christ with someone, the commandment of, of Matthew 28, you're not abiding by. See, in the New Testament, people think, ah, oh, there's a dude, and there's just a bunch of rules and regulations and all this other stuff. No, man, they're commandments. Because we have a heart. The God has turned that heart of stone before we came to Jesus into a heart of flesh. So all the, all the liberal agenda and all the stuff that's coming into church, CRT, social justice, cultural Marxism, all the new age into the church with, with Sozo and healing rooms and all this stuff that are coming in the church that are new age, that are actually doctrines and demons. Pastors, I'm talking to you. Be careful of what you bring in the church. You know what I mean? Be careful. You know, and... Uh, uh, we, we need to understand, guys, that we are living in a dangerous, dangerous, dangerous time. Anyway, enough babbling for me. Oh, guys, if you guys would like to support Made Free Church in any way, shape, or form, please go to madefreechurch.org. Uh, we are a nonprofit 501c3 church. Uh, we do have overhead. We do have things that we pay for. We could really use your donations. Uh, also... We're looking for appliances right now, too. Uh, and we're looking to open up our own men's home. So all your donation goes to that. None of the pastors here get paid. None of the deacons. None of the... Nobody gets paid in this church. We do this because of the love of Christ. Um, you guys, if you'd like to check out my personal website, you can go to uh, uh, servantforchrist.com. Servantforchrist.com. And guys... Go check out our friends out at 120 Army. You can go to 120army.com or you can download their app off your iPhone or Android. They just launched a new app and it's pretty amazing. Aaron goes on every Sunday at 6.30 on Facebook, on the app, everywhere. And guys, go support them as well. This ministry needs your support. 
And guys, we are we have started a new uh, men's and uh, women's ministry called Tactical Discipleship. We're looking for women right now that we can train as disciples as disciples to go out and disciple women. So if you're a woman and you're watching this and you're mature and you know the word of God, go to discipleship.org, tacticaldiscipleship.org and go, there's a sign up for disciples. And if you want to be discipled, go ahead and sign up there too. And we will reach out to you as well. Um, and yet guys, we have, I have reformed pastors podcast. You can find that all over on the major podcast, but Made Free Church is only on Spotify, so if you guys go check us out on there. And we're trying to get uh, Made Free Church on uh, Apple Podcasts as well. Uh, we may have to wait uh, for that, but that's coming. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully that'll come in time. And guys, uh, I want to thank you for watching. God bless you guys, man. It's so guy. It's so great that you guys are watching this and are here every morning. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for this time. Lord, we just ask, Lord, that you just go before us, Lord, and just bless our day, Lord. And, you know, it says in Ephesians 6, 10 through 20 that we put on the full armor of God. And we just ask, Lord, that you protect us. Rebuild those shields and hedge of protections around us. Bless those who have watched. Bless those that are watching. And, Lord, just bless this day in Jesus' mighty, mighty name. Amen. Guys, you guys have a great day. God bless you.